Hi, welcome to the month of August. This is Transition Podcast and I'm your host, Noma. And this is season five, episode three. How are you doing? Um, It's been a whole month and then some change since I've been here. And um, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Um, But, you know, God is leading us through, giving us grace Um, and holding us together and i'm sure that a lot has been happening for you since the last time we talked um you know the last time we talked i think no not i think i know (laughs) i know that we or i talked about just keeping hope alive and just not letting go and just you know believing for the best and hoping for the best and just looking onto god for the best outcome in and out every day every month until the year runs out and so i'm just you know taking another opportunity again to encourage you to encourage me to hang in there with hope not in despair hang in there with hope um so i had sort of like a mini would i call it like a mini break i mean it was a lot of things were going on during that time but i i would say i had like a a mini downtime compared to like every other period where I am doing something or the other so I had a mini downtime and one thing I love to do in my downtime before I'm actually trying to get into that but because before I used my downtime I always spent it reading I was always like reading novels and reading books and things like that but I don't know what has happened to me like maybe 21st century has finally gotten into me I I now enjoy watching like tv a lot more than i ever used to before like it's almost like now books reading books is becoming like it's taking second place and i'm really worried about that um, i recently bought some books just to like get myself back into the reading thing again like i really want to be more of a reader than a watcher of tv but anyway so that is kind of like how i enjoy spending my downtime nowadays just like binge watching stuff and my favorite thing to watch of all time is series like sitcoms i love them i like movies but i think i just love i prefer the idea of sitcoms or series because you know i can say okay like for the next one week or two weeks um you know i'm going to be into something as opposed to like watching something for like one hour and then it's done so i really love series i love a really good series i like to sink my teeth into it and um i think as i've gotten older as well i watch tv differently i watch things differently and and by that i mean i watch with um an intent to to draw out something like i don't just watch things anymore to just be entertained on a superficial level I, I believe that people who create things create things most of the time uh, or some of the time I don't know but I know that there's a percentage of creators and creatives who create with intention there's something they want to say there's something they want to teach there's something they want to get across so I no longer watch things mindlessly I'm very um, I try to be very connected to what this creative or this creator is trying to pass across to me and so it's like a conversation so there's some things i will take um there's some things i will push back um, and maybe i'll push back because i'm not ready to receive it or i'll push back because 
I've thought over it and I, you know, it doesn't vibe with me as they say. So during this, my mini downtime, I watched two. Okay, no, I actually watched just one series like I want to talk about. I watched two, but there's one I really want to talk about. And prior to this, I was also reminded, prior to watching this particular series, I was also reminded when I was putting this podcast episode together about another series that I watched that really, you know, got to me. And so I like to talk about both uh, just share both with you and just the things that I sort of like gleaned from it that I believe will also be helpful to you as I found helpful to me. So I've titled this episode Modern Love and Kimmy Schmidt. Okay, so Modern Love is the name of a series that I watched very recently. Um, and Kimmy Schmidt is one that I watched like a month ago. It's also like a series as well. And there were very two interesting things that were touched on several things were touched on you know but i think i'll touch on two or three that were um similar things in this both in both this series sorry um i'm getting excited and i'm beginning to ramble as i always do when i'm excited so anyway i hope you'll stick with me it's time let's chat Okay, so before I get into our conversation for today, I wanted to say that I do remember that I had said in the last episode that I was working on having something, another episode with someone, um, where we'll do it together. Uh, Unfortunately, that fell through. Um, So you're stuck with me on this one. Um, A throwback to how we do it sometimes, right? So I hope you're not so disappointed. It's just me talking and you listening and uh, hopefully fingers crossed i make this worth your while okay so the first episode oh sorry the first series i want to talk on is unbreakable kimmy schmidt right um and that is an american sitcom series it's really funny i mean if you want a good laugh um i'll highly recommend it it's very light-hearted and funny it touches a lot of serious things but in a very comical <laughs> sorry i just remembered something in the series i'm laughing it, it you know in a very comical way right um so yeah if, you, if you're in for a good laugh i highly recommend it it's fun to watch um so basically the premise of um this particular series is this lady kimmy schmidt and some other ladies unfortunately have been kidnapped by this man who basically tells them that the world is going to end and so they are under this tunnel for like 15 years eventually they are rescued and so the series is all about how kimmy gets back into society you know the friends she makes her love interests and her ups and her downs it's really funny and it's really good and it touches a lot of serious things but in a comical way uh, but one of the things i really really loved and I, that the series touched was triggers right um and i'll just quick give a quick definition of triggers because it's used a lot especially in this day and age oh i'm triggered oh that's a trigger and you know all of that and sometimes we tend to use words words become buzzwords uh, you know and they don't have any meaning anymore because we use it so much so what are triggers so let me explain this um triggers are anything that reminds you of a traumatic experience it can make you feel like you're experiencing the trauma all over again okay so i'll just take that again triggers are anything that reminds you of a traumatic experience it can make you feel like you're experiencing the trauma 
all over again. So one of the main triggers for, I mean, Kimmy Schmidt had so many triggers, all right? So um, she didn't like the sound of Velcro. So the sound of Velcro always reminded her of um, the particular day that she was actually be uh, kidnapped because that day what happened was that she had bent down to um, do her lace, her Velcro. You know, instead of it being this, um, the trainers that have like ropes and things you tie, it was this other one that makes that shh, shh sound. Um, and so she had bent down and she had done that and the boss had slowed, you know, right beside her. The man was asking for directions and naively she went into the bus um actually that's not funny but because it was such a comedic thing anyway she went into the bus um and then that's how she was kidnapped so she had this um whenever she heard that velcro noise it, it triggered her she always felt like she was being attacked um if a car or a bus slowed you know down right next to her she will flip like literally like there was a particular thing where she started like throwing some karate moves and stuff um so she was just things reminded her of things like beards she didn't like uh, i think if i remember correctly i think she didn't like because the guy who had kidnapped her had beards so she was very triggered by that she was also very triggered by the word reverend there was a guy in one of the um the seasons of the series that she was dating but eventually i don't think they dated if i remember correctly um, and he was practicing to go to the College of Theology to be a reverend. And as soon as she heard that, like, she just ran in the other direction. And it was funny, it was ha, 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 you know, how it was communicated. But what really struck me was that, was that, like, triggers. Like, when you've gone through something traumatic, you have triggers. There are things that are going to just catapult you back there's a smell that will catapult you back to that point in time when that situation happened there's there's a there's someone i remember watching something a particular documentary on netflix and this lady who was attacked um said that um since the attack she experienced she's very nervous if she has she gets nervous when someone is walking closely behind her um, she she's nervous about people or she she's uh, is it nervous or scared I think maybe scared is more of the word I should use you know people who have like thick bushy eyebrows because the man who attacked her had thick bushy eyebrows so if she sees anyone with thick bushy eyebrows she immediately gets a sense of fear and you know f just feels very like heightened in that panic um, and it also made her remember so um, of course, you all know about the slap head around the world. In fact, if anybody is still talking about it, it's becoming very annoying, right? But when it happened, I remember I was chatting with a friend of mine on a friend of mine on WhatsApp, and um, we were just talking about it lightly. And so when I was discussing the slap with him, I, I was saying to him how you know after my whole how could this person do that and how could that person do this, um, and I was like. I was so triggered by the slap I was saying and so he replied and he's like triggered and then he puts like three question marks and then immediately I'm like um I started feeling like okay maybe that is like me now turning that word into a buzzword so I, so I like backpedaled I was like okay not really like triggered but like I was like I was just really upset about it and all that so after that conversation some days later I was just thinking about it like why 
um because like i talked in one of the episodes i did way back i was like i was so invested in this whole thing but initially i was just so it felt like it happened to me you know and i was like why are you so invested in this for in the first place like i'm not a will smith fan i mean i respect his his craft and all that but i've never been the person who because will smith is in a movie i have to see it uh, I've never been the person who, oh, because Chris Rock is in a movie or his comedy shows, oh, I have to watch it. I'm not really a fan of either of them. So I was like, why, why, why? And so I, as I was asking myself this question and I was rummaging through my mind, a particular memory from secondary school came to mind. Now, no, it wasn't, I wasn't slapped. Um, you know in front of the whole world but i was that situation and i'm going to share it with you but that situation was very traumatic for me in that i was um publicly i don't know how to say harassed or attacked i don't know the word to use but in front of like all my mates like um in the dorm because i went to boarding school and so it was like i felt very vulnerable in front of just being put out in this way in front of everybody so i know you're at the edge of your seats now like norma tell us tell us what happened you like just too much as we say in nigeria you like just too much i will just you okay so i went to an all-girls boarding school somewhere in the south south of nigeria and um i just i just never really had a concept of secrets you know, um, as at that time in my life, like as a child, I never really, I didn't live in a house where I was aware that people kept secrets like, oh, you know, don't this person, don't tell that person. Like we told each other everything, you know, as far as I knew with my siblings, we shared everything. Um, I mean, I remember then asking my mom like a hundred times, how old are you? You know, the way children do. Tell me your age. And she would tell me I'm 10, I'm 12. And I'll actually, <laughs> you know, I'll actually believe. Or the last one I think she ever told me was like, I'm 16, right? And I, I would actually believe. Like, I didn't really, I never thought that um, people held, you know, like you, you hold things from people. And and so when I whenever I was, when I got into secondary school, I never um, when people told me things, if someone asked me what did this person say, I would just tell you because I just had no concept of it's not everything someone tells you that you share. I just I didn't know that 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 was a thing. So um, as you can tell, um, that's what got me into this mess. So there were a group of friends who had a falling out. And um, I was aware of the falling out, right? And one of the, the ladies or one of the girls, as of that time in that group, started becoming friendly with me. And so in the process of her getting friendly with me, she was telling me things about all these girls. Very, you know, scandalous, you know, things or shady things. And she was sharing it with me. And of course, you know, I was hearing it and, you know, like just listening, right? So two of the girls this particular girl was friends with noticed how friendly I had gotten with this other girl. And so these two girls came to me one day and they're like, oh, Norma, um, tell us what so-so-so person was telling you. We know she has been telling you things. <laughs> and naively, I told them everything. Every shady, nasty, scandalous, horrible thing. Like even now thinking about it, I'm like, like, can someone be that naive? The answer is yes. 
I told, I downloaded everything. Anyone I didn't say, like my mom would say, is the one I didn't remember. <laughs> remember. So I shared everything, and they thanked me, and I really felt good. I didn't, I didn't even, I don't think I had any like, oh my goodness, what have you done? I didn't have that. So that night, um, of course, after dining um, dinner in the dining hall, we have like prep time where we read. Um, but on this particular night, there was no light, if I remember correctly. But I and a few other girls had stayed back in the dining hall to read. And then as I was just, you know, reading slash sleeping, um, a particular girl, I can't remember who she is now, you know, but a particular girl runs into the dining hall and she's like, Norma, Norma, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of Nigerian intonations in this, in this story. She's like, Norma, hey, you won't believe it. Oh, everybody's looking for you. What did you do? So immediately, my heart is like, do, 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 do. I'm like, what, what happened? What did I do? I'm like, ah, did you tell so, 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 and so person that this girl said that, 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 that? And I was like, it was in that moment, I was like, you know that no that you say in slow motion, like, no. <laughs> and I was like, yes. It was then it dawned on me, like, what you did was wrong, <laughs> you know? And this is like that the girl, this girl who was friendly with me and told me all these things, like she's threatening that when she sees me, she's going to beat me up. She's going to that. And she's swearing. She's swearing, swearing on her grandmother's grave and this, that, that she never said it. And now those other girls are now looking for me because if she's swearing on, on her mother and, and this and that, and then that means I'm lying and I'm the one who is saying all these nasty things. I was scared. And so I said to this other girl, I was like, what should I do? Now I'm talking about, this was how I was like, okay, this is probably the connection between why that whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, his slap hit me. And I don't know, like, I don't really know why, but I just feel like it was also a public thing. So to cut the long story short, I get to the dorm that night. Um, and for real, for real, this girl that I just wrongly exposed um she is like she's coming at me and people are holding her like five girls are holding her and she's telling me how she's going to beat me up how you know calling me names and i'm i'm shaking and everybody's asking me no did she really say it and at this point i'm like you might as well just be honest and i'm like she said it i know she's there and she's saying she's going to beat me up but she really did say this you know, and everybody's like, are you sure? And this girl is swearing at me and cursing me out and telling everyone how she never said it and she's going to deal with me. And and so this particular girl who all this nasty rumors were spread about, um, the girl that, you know, in question. So she calls me aside and she says to me, no, I know you're not lying. I know you're not lying. Just leave, leave. Because by this time, everybody in, like we were in like, I think this was like happening in JS3, so everybody in the whole of JS3, everybody was watching. I was surrounded. Everybody was watching. People were laughing. People were like calling for my head. People were saying, oh, we know Norma. She doesn't tell lies. You know, it was such a public embarrassment. I started crying at a point. And so this particular girl, I won't forget her name. Her name is Catherine. So Catherine um, draws me in from the crowd she, she somehow manages to sneak me in and we, we get into the hostel that is like my room 
and then um i played with her because i was so scared and so i pleaded with her i was like can i sleep on this on your bed with you because i was so scared i was like so sure that something would actually happen to me if i slept alone in my own corner and she agreed and i'll never forget her for that and she agreed and so that was how i passed the night um there and of course after that this particular girl we, would, we were no longer friends i was trying to be friendly with me and you know shared these things with me that i again wrongly um exposed we we're no longer friends you know that, that of course that whole thing fizzled out so the more i thought about the whole chris rock will smith and i realized that it that whole thing took me back to that moment in time in my own life and that was why everything inside me was so worked up and so that's the thing about triggers like it's like someone who experiences domestic abuse right and um if someone raises their voice at them in 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 any kind of setting they they get immediately defensive because because that was how the person who physically abused them would start maybe he will start with shouting and he will start with threatening um Another thing, like, I, I realized in terms of triggers for myself, I realized that silence was a trigger, right? I, I used to have this friend who, uh, many years ago, who, when she was angry with me, she wouldn't talk to me. Like, she would just, it was like I did not exist. And that was very painful for me. Um, and most times, to be honest, like, when I think about it, it was... I, it, it's things where maybe she wanted me to do something and I didn't feel good about that thing she wanted me to do. And so maybe I said no, or maybe I just didn't do it. And then she would just blank me out. And so I realized that when I started, you know, as I was getting older, um, even with um, other friendships or even with dating, I realized that if I, if there was silence, I always tried to do things to make sure that there was no silence between me and that person because I always felt that silence meant that you're angry with me. You know, so silence meant you're angry with me. So sometimes I'll find myself like overtly back then, I'll like overtly be calling the person like repeatedly, repeatedly because I didn't want to give space. I wanted to be sure like, are you okay with me? Are you okay with me? Are we cool? Are we fine? You know, and um, I, it was years later I would realize, oh my goodness, it's because this person used silence as punishment so if i don't talk to someone for like like we talked today back then like if we talked today monday and i didn't hear from you tuesday and i didn't hear from you wednesday i start thinking oh this person is upset with me there's something i probably said on monday that they didn't like and so i've had to over the years and you know it's still like a work in progress but I, i'm 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 beginning to learn to be okay with silence you know like silence can be a good thing you know yes sometimes silence can be that someone is upset with you but for the most part it also can be a good thing and so that is what i'm beginning to to learn so kimmy schmidt unbreakable kimmy schmidt just opened my eyes to the whole thing about triggers and the fact that if you've been through some things like some triggers are really big right some triggers are really big um, because of the big traumatic experiences connected to it and some are, could be really mundane like something as small as like i said like silence you know but you realize that you start to 
because of how you interpret silence, there's a different way that you're acting or because of how you interpret whatever it is because of something else you experienced. Um, so I just say all that to say, like, I think it's, it will be good for you to actually find out what your triggers are because it will help you even in your relationships. Um, because I can only imagine like then if I'm like constantly calling someone at a point, the person could be like, why is the normal always calling me and asking, you know, asking me directly or indirectly if I'm, everything is okay with, you know, between us and stuff. But it was my own fear because of how silence had, I had interpreted silence or how someone had used silence with me. And so it, it makes your relationship easier because if someone knows that, oh, okay, for example, let's say I still have that major struggle with silence and the person says okay Noma has this thing you know or Noma used to have this thing okay about silence and stuff so I'm going to actively keep in touch with her you know I'm just using that as an example I'm not asking anybody to do that um and I'm way past that now I'm in a better place with the whole thing but I'm just saying like back then so someone's saying okay I'm going to actively try to keep in touch with her maybe I don't have to call her every day but you know I'll send her whatsapp messages or I'll you know like something maybe she has posted on social media just to let her know that you know we're still cool like all is well here like no beef whatsoever you know so it helps in your relationships and then normal on the other end is seeing those things is seeing you liking things she has posted is seeing you just you know sending her funny things on whatsapp or whatever and she's comforted because you know what silence you know as of that time what silence meant to her and you're trying to let her know that it it's not that you know so i feel like when you know what your triggers are it actually helps in your relationships, um, especially if you're in a relationship with someone who really cares about you, whether it's romantic or just as a friend, and the person just wants to make you always feel safe. You know, it, it helps them communicate with you and relate with you in a way that makes you feel safe. So I really, I will encourage you if you, if you haven't thought of it, if you haven't like tried to think about it, what are your triggers? Because the thing is, Funny enough, your triggers are actually, if, if, you're not, if you don't discover what your triggers are, and if you're not trying to actively like know how to manage them, you will find that they are actually the things that are impacting your relationship negatively. Okay, so it's either, going back to the silence thing, right? So it's either you become someone who oversmothers people. You're, you know, you're always in their face. And so people are getting really exhausted and tired and, and they begin to think like, oh gosh, this person is so needy and she's so clingy. But they don't know that it's not that you're needy or clingy. It's just the trauma of that thing. And so you're just, that has made you come across that way. So it, So just find out what your triggers are, okay? And work on it and you know communicate it to your friends to your romantic partner and you know and it, you will see the difference it will make in your relationships um, especially when you communicate them okay so that's Kimmy Schmidt and triggers so now I want to move to modern love right um, Kimmy Schmidt also covered friendship and vulnerability and all that but modern love covered it the best for me I mean modern love um i liked i think i can't remember how many series um there were two seasons but i can't remember the compilation of the number of episodes sorry that were in each um season but i will say like if there were 12 i really liked 
nine i really loved nine out of the 12. the other two maybe because i wasn't just you know feeling it but um no not maybe i definitely wasn't feeling it but yeah i really loved modern love and i love the things it touched on one of um okay so before i get into one of the episodes that you know in that series i would say like modern love is basically like a compilation of love stories okay um we're given the impression that these are real life love stories that people had submitted to i think is new york times and so a particular column in new york times and so they have been made into films and they did say that some of the scenes or i think some of the scenes or maybe some of the stories have been fictionalized a bit some aspects you know jara as i say in nigeria jara has been added to it but for the most part they were for the most part they were real authentic love stories okay um so the one that touched on vulnerability um is the one i will start off with first and that was the one that had the american actress um, anne hathaway and her the character she played in that um, particular episode was bipolar but she hadn't told anybody you know and so she had things where people she guys she dated eventually you know the relationship will end as soon as it started because um when she was on a high high she was like all over them and then when she was on a low low she couldn't even bear to see them or even go out with them and she really didn't have friends as well and and she had kept her um illness her mental illness away because she was afraid of being judged she was afraid of people leaving her once they hear like oh she has this mental illness and i actually teared up you know a little bit when i watched that because i i could understand and i felt for her in the sense of where you feel like um if i open up you know some people will leave you know people will will laugh at me or people will mock me or you know like that fear you know vulnerability is always is is often difficult to do because you're basically like exposing yourself to to the risk of judgment and ridicule and all that um it made me remember again another story um real life story again um in secondary school um i remember that um i think this would be wearing jazz two or form two depending on you know i don't know how countries call it and there were a group of girls and i that were friends i think this was like jazz three as well um but anyway i can't remember when but we were all friends this was before they had started moving us to oh you you're an art student and you're a science student and so all of us our group sort of got disbanded once we started moving into all those places and i remember a girl in our midst had shared a story with us um about how she was being um, molested by a relative and of course being at that age like we were like 11 12 at that time um i think 11 12 year olds of this generation will probably do a better job than we did then but i think looking back now we didn't know how to handle it when she shared it with us um and so we stopped talking to her um we stopped talking to her and i think we stopped talking to her not because we felt better than her i mean speaking for myself it wasn't because i felt better than, than her i just didn't 
I just didn't know what to do with it. You know, I just didn't know what to do with this information. And so the best way to handle something I don't know how to deal with is to avoid it. Right. So I just we all just avoided her. We didn't talk about it. We didn't meet and say, OK, do you know, what? we're not talking to this girl again. We just all just, you know, avoided her. And um, a while later, some days later, you know, she calls us together and she's crying and she's saying to us, like, you know, why did we stop talking to her when she shared this with us? And um, we all started crying too, if I remember correctly, and we all apologized. Um, and we, we sort of got back into our girl group thing. But like I said, shortly after we were all, you know, separated. And so that sort of fizzled out a bit. We weren't as close anymore, even though we were seeing each other from time to time. Um, and, I, and why I remember that story was because, again, like I said, the, being vulnerable is about being open. And you're being open to the risk of being like i said like this situation like not being talked to um or even worse probably now being gossiped about like the whole gist is now spreading around oh did you hear that this girl said this is happening to her and i think that's the reason why a lot of people including myself um like i talked about in a particular episode the v word um that's why a lot of us are quite are very uncomfortable with being vulnerable but in this particular episode Anne hathaway's character eventually opens up to her co-worker and she opened up to her and she her co-worker um continued to sit there you know they went out for lunch and then she told her i'm bipolar you know tearfully and the, the co-worker said well that explains a lot and there was no judgment there was no criticism there was no oh my goodness you know it was just like you know tell me so where are you now are you on a high are you on a low what's happened like she wanted to even understand where she was like emotionally and mentally and i just wanted to say to someone like being vulnerable is a risk but it is a risk that is is worth taking the only thing is that you have to be very discerning about who you you are going to be vulnerable with who you are going to be very open with um, because, you know, you don't want, just want to give anybody ammunition to, like, blow your life up, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's a very beautiful thing when you have someone that you can be yourself with. Like John Legend sang, you know, all of me, where you can just be the all of yous in front of this person. And I think even more beautiful is when you think, oh, I know once I share this thing, this person is going to leave and the person stays. And it reminds me even now of... Um, something i was watching on youtube so i stumbled across something on youtube and um, in this video this particular lady was saying in the video um i wrote it down somewhere i want to get it she said give people the chance to prove you wrong um, and i remember that sarah jakes roberts had actually had also talked in one of her sermons about walls and as much as walls will keep the bad people out walls will also keep the good people out you know and and that's just the truth. So you may want to protect yourself from the big bad world, but you are also isolating yourself from the good things that could happen in this world as well. Um, so I just wanted to encourage you because that really, that particular episode really spoke to me. Um, give people the chance to prove you wrong. You know, there are people who really want to love you the people who want to and who are going to be there for you like they're going to tell you the truth you know the bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend they're going to tell you they're not going to like sugarcoat things like when you're messing up they'll be like you're messing up 
but they are they are telling you that because they love you not because like they want to hurt you or make fun of you it's love that is making them like hit you in that way um so i just wanted to encourage anyone who um you know is just is holding back because they feel once i i, I say this thing everybody around me will disappear um just be very discerning right i mean that's the most i can say with vulnerability you just have to be very discerning um there's some things you're going to say um that that person may not be able to carry right like we couldn't back then in secondary school because mentally emotionally we are not there yet to carry that kind of of information um but there's there are people who can carry that with you um and make that load a bit easier and lighter and so i just want to encourage anyone out there um you know just prayerfully discern and you know share your your heart with people who really want to know your heart because they genuinely care about you and want to support you and help you in any way they can um and of course i'm here all right i'm here um, I have an email. I have transition podcast 2020 at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. Just look for Norma Rights. Um, and I would listen. I'm a very good listener. Very good. I know I talk a lot here, but in, in, in real life, like they say, in real life, I'm really a good listener. So just find someone who you can just share your heart with and you will be surprised like they don't disappear as soon as you share your heart with them they will be there all right so let's go on a short break and i will be back i need to drink some water So welcome back. I've drank my water. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I'll touch on again from modern love. Uh, it was also touched on in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but I just want to focus on modern love for this one is love, right? So there were lots of beautiful um, love stories in modern love. And it wasn't the love story of, um, they were not all about passion and and angst and you know i need you and i you know i long for you and i yearn for you um it was love stories that were very relatable um i don't know i can't really i can't really explain it i don't know how to explain it but they were just very relatable love stories and i i loved a number of the love stories they told because it was not like things you see in like Hollywood where people are like tearing their clothes off before they've even like gotten into the house and stuff it was love that was just um, it was there I can't explain it there was passion but it wasn't that passion that gets old very quick you know I can't explain it but anyway so there's this particular episode um, that was about two friends and um, the girl had always had a crush on this guy even though the guy was like her best friend but she had always had a crush on him and so on a particular low moment for the guy you know the girl goes over to like encourage him or whatever and then they end up like doing the do <laughs> so uh but unfortunately by the next morning the guy could could barely look her in the eye right because it was like he just came to his senses and he's trying to also explain to her that um 
it's almost like that it, that shouldn't have happened kind of conversation and of course this girl is ticked ticked um, and she storms off and so they don't talk to each other for years eventually he finds her um, where she's working he finds her and so after she's a comedian so she was having like an, uh, her comedic night or whatever they call it so after her show they meet up and then they talk and then they vow to you know keep in touch because you know i think if i remember correctly like he was traveling out of america because all this is happening in america so he was traveling out of america within like the next couple of weeks and so she's like okay we need to make up for lost times in terms of friendship and catch up with what has been happening and get back to the best friend um status again and i particularly love this one even though it's not my favorite love story um but i like this one because it's something i've been i've been thinking about recently and it's the thing that um like i've talked about again on past episodes um there are different kinds of love you know sometimes and i don't know what to blame i don't know whether to blame m and b books <laughs> for those who read it uh, i don't know whether to blame hollywood i don't know whether to i don't know what to blame right i don't know whether to blame myself or to blame you um but there's this thing where whenever someone comes into our lives we autumn for the most part i find like people I don't want to generalize, but forgive me, I might have to, I'll generalize. Um, most people, some people, a percentage of people, when someone comes into their life, immediately they put it as romance. Like this person has come into my life for us to date. And this person has come into my life for us to get married. Um, and very little is paid to the point that this person may have come into your life to be your friend. You know, like if you're a Christian, you're a believer and you believe that, you know, God like orchestrates everything in our lives. God may have brought this person into your life, whether for a season or for a lifetime, but God brought this person into your life for friendship. But I think because we are, we are so, for the most part, so love drunk, you know, we are, we are hungry, we are thirsty for love, for connection. We are made you know to prioritize romantic love over any other kind of love you know it is the thing that everybody needs if you don't have it you're you're not existing um and so anyone who comes into our lives immediately you are like i think i'm supposed to date him or i think i'm supposed to date her or i think i'm supposed to marry her i'm supposed to marry him and that this particular episode of modern love just showed me like don't i'm trying to think of of the way to put like be careful not to mix things up right um some people end up marrying people that they were not supposed to marry the person came into your life and the person didn't come into your life to be your husband or to be your wife but you've ended up marrying them you know you've ended up dating them and now you're dealing with like baggage that if you had just calmed down you know they wouldn't have dumped all their issues you know on you so to speak um and it's something that you know it's we we need to consciously like unlearn because like i said i don't know whether it's hollywood or society or it's culture or it's your fault <laughs> i don't know what to say 
but we need to consciously unlearn it and then and then help other people to consciously unlearn it now i do know having said that i do know that there are times where someone comes into our lives and we are so like drawn to the person like we are attracted to them right we are just attracted to their personality and sometimes it's the attraction of you know you date the person or you end up marrying the person but i also feel like there's this the attraction that is oh i admire this person and i want to be friends because one thing i've also found is most times when you date someone it's often very difficult to be friends with them still it's often very difficult right because you know things have happened maybe the breakup wasn't good you know maybe one person you know you, you know ended the relationship and the other person didn't want it to end um you know maybe the, the other person is now with someone else and so this other the partner of this other person is uncomfortable and doesn't want you to be friends with this person you know so you end up you know losing someone you who were probably meant to have for the rest of your life because you've shared something that has made friendship difficult and so that particular you know episode it just showed i mean the two characters um well hopefully because it just ended on them making plans to hang out right but the two characters hopefully found their way to rebuild what they lost because of that one night they found a way to rebuild what they lost but it just showed it was just a reminder for me like there is romantic love there is platonic love that someone walks into your life the next thing is not that you should date them you know that the next thing is not like i think this is who i'm supposed to marry um sometimes again like sometimes those that thing comes fast like i was listening to something and um, the lady was saying how within a week the guy she was dating was like gave her the key to his place and he's like you're my wife i know i'm going to marry you so this is practically your house i want you to be able to come in and go out so i know like there's that kind of deep conviction when you're with someone like you are the one i'm spending the rest of my life with i know that happens um but i also know that from talking to people as well as even personal experience i also know that sometimes we end up with people who we were never supposed to end up with in the first place you know if we had just realized that liking someone you know you can like someone in or you can love someone in friendship you can love someone you know in for dating and all of that so that was just a very like aha another aha moment for me that i wanted to share with you um just you know with you or with anybody else you feel like needs to hear this if you or anybody else that you feel that needs to hear this um just take your time you know don't don't be in a rush to put a tag um a romantic tag on every relationship that comes into your life there are some friendships that naturally organically involve into romance and it's like the girl looks at the guy and is like hmm that's interesting or the guy looks at the girl and is like hmm that's interesting i never really saw her that way before or i always saw her that way before and now i even see her that way like whatever it is there are friendships that organically get to that and sometimes there are friendships that eventually are seasonal so the person is just in your life for a particular season and something happens and everybody goes their separate ways but you have wonderful good memories about each other whenever you think about each other and you know that so they're just just don't rush to put romance on every single relationship that walks into your life 
um, give it time, poke it a bit, you know, prod it a bit, um, and and discover whether it has. That is why this person came into your life. I I remember um, listening to a podcast, and the the lady um, was saying on the podcast that she always, when people show up in her life. She always, I don't know that she says she always asks them or she always asks God. I can't remember. She was like, she always asks, what is your purpose? Like, why are you here? Like, she always asks that question because she needs to know why they are showing up in her life and what it is they want from her. So that is everything I wanted to share with you on this episode. Um, Just things I have watched and what I have learned and I hope hope at least you've taken like one thing if not everything but something has resonated with you in this whole episode uh thank you for listening and i will catch you again on the next one and hopefully it will be with a co-host okay so fingers crossed you'll get a co-host in the next one i love you enjoy the month of august until next time bye bye Thank you.